you know, they can then really move mountains and that's a really powerful process. And now it doesn't have to be people who are desperate either. And this is where I'm starting to get really excited at the moment because um, I'm starting to see people who don't necessarily have a problem, but they know they want to level up you know, or they know that you want to make some marginal gains, kind of a bit like a sports person, you know, they need a coach just because they want to increase their time by 0.0.1% or something, or do you know what I mean? So it's very tiny little tweaks. Um, so yeah, hypnotherapy is very versatile and it can help with a wide range of, you know, disorders and problems ranging from suicidal to I need some tweaks please you know I'm Chris O'Hare your quick win CEO and as a CEO I've run businesses founded startups consultant for others and even won awards but in this show we'll be talking to entrepreneurs and experts to help you understand key concepts for your business along with three quick wins that you can take away and apply to your business today. And every week we'll be finding out about the entrepreneur themselves and diving into a different but important topic. But this week we're talking about a topic that I'd like to highlight is very important for entrepreneurs to get a grasp on. And that's mental illness and mental performance. And let me just highlight why this is important. Entrepreneurs are twice as likely to suffer from depression, psychiatric hospitalization, and suicidal thoughts. They're three times more likely to suffer from substance abuse and 10 times more likely to suffer from bipolar disorder. Now with stats like these, the least I can do is help break down the barrier to allow fellow entrepreneurs to talk. Business is hard often requiring long hours and lonely days and entrepreneurs absorb an incredible amount of stress. And you will already have heard about mindfulness, which is one tool in the battle against mental illness, but there is another, hypnotherapy. So this episode, my hypnotherapist, Dipti Tate, has kindly agreed to help us understand how we can hack our brains and give us the mental resilience to succeed. Dipti has been featured in the media, including the BBC and This Morning, talking about hypnotherapy. And even if you don't feel like you're gaining value from this episode, please do me the kindness of sharing this episode with someone that might need it, because you never know what they might be going through. So here we go, Dipti Tate. Thanks for coming on this show, Dipti. Firstly, tell me the last thing that you read or watched or did that left an impression on you it could be a netflix series a funny video or a book that you read the book that i read that left the best impression on me is actually a book called business is personal by penny power um i'm actually reading a few more books at the moment but that one actually when you're saying left an impression that left an impression <laughs> Um, do you want me to tell you why? hundred uh, percent. You've got me gripped. <laughs> I want to know. Okay, because um, Penny Power is interesting. They've, they're a whole kind of family, power family going on. And no I don't pun. know about you, but yeah, no, I don't know about you, but um, sometimes in business, you can feel a little bit like 
especially when you're an entrepreneur, you kind of feel like a little bit lost and you think that you're all on your own and no one understands you. Um, and actually you can't really be nice because you're just going to get stamped all over and you just need to kind of go up that ladder and be all like, where's my six figures? Anyway, I'm not like that at all. I'm like the opposite. Um, but this book gave me permission to be me in business. And I read it and I literally started crying, like probably from like the fourth chapter onwards. And I just kept crying, but in a, oh, you know, oh, wow, someone understands me mm. kind of way. And I just felt like I'd felt in, just by reading her book, I felt seen, I felt heard, I felt understood. And I felt that, yeah, I can do this business thing. And, you know, the title business is personal really resonated with me. I think that's really important. I felt as an entrepreneur that you had to be a little bit ruthless to get to be, to succeed. Maybe that's just the way the media is portrayed being an entrepreneur, the long hours, the, the lack of social life, the, mm. the hardness to the entrepreneurs themselves um and I, I guess I tried to be like that because I thought that's what was required to be an entrepreneur but there's so many different facets to entrepreneurialism and I think that's very important for people to, people to understand is that being an entrepreneur can be one route but it also could be lots of different routes that suits you and your life and and how you're feeling at that moment in your life um, and you can be an entrepreneur when you're inside another company as well. So you don't necessarily have to be ruthless inside another company. You can support that company. You can you can be innovative in that company and help that company grow. And I, and I think that's really important is that you give and not expect to receive when it comes to being an, a, a good person in, on this earth, because there's too many takers, right? There's too many takers yeah. on this world. Um, so I'm going to have to read this book. I'm going to yeah. have to speak to Penny Power. She's going to have yeah. to influence me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, there's the whole of them, the whole family. Um, you know, so when you start sort of digging, you kind of go, oh, God, then there's her husband, Thomas. And, you know, he really sees you. He really hears you. He really asks the right questions. And mm. I think I don't have the mum and dad anymore. So I feel like um, I needed a kind of business mum and dad, you know, and my mum and dad, um, you know, were traditional kind of people. And they were like, well, you know, you have to go get a good job in a company, you know, a kind of a, a respected company. Um, that's kind of my measure of success of you. Um, so they were really happy when I got a job at the BBC because that was like, okay, that will do. Although they were a bit like, what is this media? Thing. you know why are you not a dentist or a doctor or an accountant you know so they didn't really understand creativity um and I think I've come from a background of yeah kind of you know I'm the black sheep in my family even now my, my family have no idea what I do <laughs> I've been doing it for 10 years and they're like oh yeah she just does this weird thing you know but she does all right but I don't know what she does mm. um and so I have had all of that cultural stuff going on you know as well as societal stuff um 
I would never have, interestingly enough, I'd never have called myself an entrepreneur. Um, in fact, I don't even know what the definition of entrepreneur is. I think I know what it is, but I've never looked it up in the dictionary. Um, I would just call myself somebody who doesn't want to be bossed about by someone else <laughs> and mm. somebody who wants to be a full agent of their own life, someone who wants to manage their own time. Um, I, I like make dis making decisions quickly and I'm effective and I don't want to kind of ask somebody else for permission to do something that I think is right. So there are lots of values, actually, that for me running my own business, are, you know, really high. Um, in fact, I think they say this, don't they? After a little while, you're a bit un unemployable um, because you're so used to doing everything yourself, um, taking full ownership and control and, you know, like, even with the bad times, you have to own up to them, you know, and go, yeah, okay, well, there was no one else to blame here. I did that mm. or I I made that happen and maybe that wasn't the right thing to do. But you always learn from stuff like that. 100%. Whilst you were speaking, I was just Googling the definition of being an entrepreneur just because I, I know what my definition is, but yeah. I wanted to know what the, the, the uh, dictionary's definition was. And it's a person who sets up a business or businesses, plural there, taking on financial risks in the hope of profit. Oh. So it's not as outlandish as you think it is. For me, it was about, you know, creating some massive venture <laughs> and, 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 and being out, um, outlandish or outgoing and, and getting out there. But um, yeah, it's as simple as you create a business in the hope of making a profit um so but that's an interesting way of talking about it you you um what did you say about financial risk what does it say taking on financial risks in the hope of profit I mean that's a really um negative way mm. of talking about an entrepreneur it's almost like yeah let's just say to all entrepreneurs that you know they are taking a hit already before they even start mm. it's not very positive it's not very solution focused that's actually very negative and problem focused mm. if I was um, a wannabe entrepreneur and you know I hadn't really considered it yet and then I looked that up I'd get worried I'd be like oh I don't want to take financial risks in mm. the hope of profit you know that's that's really, that's not really what I want to be doing. So I probably would get put off, you know, reading that statement. So it's interesting, isn't it, how society sees it or how the dictionary sees it. It's a definite, um, yeah, not, they're not celebrating it, are they? No. Well, I, th I think it depends on where you're from as well, right? So in America, they very much celebrate being an entrepreneur, but in the UK, it's seen as potentially um you got too much ego and there's too much pride there and and they don't celebrate each other's success and and i think that's where creating a, a support network around you is really important but we'll come to all of that yeah. later in the podcast but um i want to know why you're a black sheep in the family uh, so, <laughs> so i, I, I want to hear um kind of in your own words what what you do and what your business does 
So I am a hypnotherapist and even in today's modern world, not many people understand what that means. Um, hypnotherapist and a grief author. Now, the grief author is kind of the side thing that I do um, that just basically came to me rather than me coming to it. And that's because my parents both passed away. So then I kind of helped myself by writing a book for me. And then when you write a book for yourself, you kind of write a book for others. And then now I'm writing my second book. But my main business is hypnotherapy. Hypnotherapy is an interesting one because yeah, it's quite new. It's innovative. It's it's standing on the edge of a boundary. We've had hypnotherapy around for you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, but um, oh sorry, we've had hypnosis around for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, but hypno and therapy combined is relatively a new concept. When I say new, it's sort of the last I don't know fifty years or so. Um, so it's basically using hypnosis as a form of therapy. So you've got the stage hypnosis, which is a form of entertainment. And then you've got hypnotherapy, which is therapy um, and using that kind of world in a therapeutic way and a coaching way. Okay, that's really interesting. Um, and you have all these other products that you do as well at, at, at the moment. Do you want to talk us about, about your products that you also do? Um, so do you mean my audios and courses and mm. that sort of thing? Mm, so, you're, you're very mm. much a well-rounded um, entrepreneur, um, which, is a, which is a great kind <laughs> of entrepreneur. You don't focus <laughs> on one area. You're, you're, you're basically um, really emphasizing that you can offer support in many different levels and, and you're taking the the sales funnel to the extreme and I, and I love what you do and I've seen your your social media and I've seen the way you structure um, your business so tell us a bit, a bit about your products so I I don't know why but I have an issue with the word sales funnel so I call it a sales slide <laughs> So if you think about, you know, if you're in a slide, you're sitting at the top and you're thinking, or oh, shall I go down? And you're like, well, I've climbed up these steps and I'm sitting at the top and then I might as well go down. And once you start sliding down the slide, you're kind of there, you know. Mm. So I like to call it a slide. Funnel seems a bit restrictive to me. Um, so if I'm taking the slide as an analogy... Um, there are steps up. You kind of got to go, oh, look, there's a slide. I want to get on that slide. And then I want to slide down. And you know that the sliding down bit's the fun bit. But you've got to take the steps up first to then slide down. So with therapy and with hypnotherapy, people kind of have to know that there's a problem. You know, they have to realize that something's not quite right in their life. Um, they maybe have hit a brick wall, you know, they've tried loads of things. Hypnotherapy is never usually the first port of call unless somebody's really heard of me or has been referred. But usually they've also tried something different, you know, before they've tried, you know, medication or CBT at the doctors or maybe counseling. Uh, maybe that's not worked out for them and they're sort of literally at their, you know, at their kind of wits end. Um, people usually who come to me are, you know, they say things like, I've tried everything, I'm desperate, I don't know what to do now. So, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of 
a variety of of people who were either desperate or suicidal, um, even people who are just lost. You know, I'm lost. I don't know. I don't know the way. I'm I'm sitting in the dark. So that's kind of where they have, like where they are initially. And then the steps up the slide are just kind of like very gentle nudges up to sort of boost them in a way to give them some information about themselves. And, you know, if you think about someone who is really rock bottom, well, so is their confidence, so is their self-worth, so is their self-belief, so is their self-value. All of this is rock bottom. Their sleep is rubbish, you know, they're, they're not sleeping well. So they're trying to run their life um, on very, very low resources, you know, literally no battery life left in them. So actually, it's just a very gradual process of building people up again. And then actually, once they get to a certain point, they then start to see a bigger picture of their life. And, you know, they can then really move mountains. And that's a really powerful process. And now it doesn't have to be people who are desperate either. And this is where I'm starting to get really excited at the moment because um, I'm starting to see people who don't necessarily have a problem, but they know they want to level up, you know, or they know they want to make some marginal gains, kind of a bit like a sports person, you know, they need a coach just because they want to increase their time by 0.0.1% or something, or do you know what I mean? So it's very tiny little tweaks. Um, so yeah, hypnotherapy is very versatile and it can help with a wide range of, you know, disorders and problems ranging from suicidal to I need some tweaks, please, you know. So product wise, I sort of realized that working with me might not be somebody's price point. So I've set my business up where people can come in for free. Uh, via YouTube so loads and loads of maybe 200 and something YouTube videos now um, so they can watch those all for free um, and then if they want to come in at a low entry price you know they can get an audio and that's about 11 pounds or something it's a seven day course so I've, I've made sure that whoever needs my help can get it you know it's not just for people who can afford to you know buy one-to-ones with me so that's kind of why I did that um, so I then can spend my time with the people who are willing to pay for my time, you know, um, because actually I did spend a long time before kind of giving my way or giving my time away for free because I thought that was what you need to do when you're a nice person, you know, and then I realized actually that was a bad boundary. So I thought, how can I still give my time away for free? but it doesn't take my time. Obviously I had to invest in all of that, you know, stuff in the background. So once I've done that, now I know um, if people say I can't afford you, I can send them over there, you know. It's about building that authority as well with them that, that or that trust. Uh, maybe authority is not the best word for this, um, but it's about building that trust that you are going to be the person that can help them with their particular issue. Um, yeah. And, and I think that's really important that you, you do that in layers. Okay. Yeah. Like most things in life, it's um, those touch points, building that up. And then when they feel like they can um, tell you their problems and because and most of these things, they wouldn't tell a living soul. 
mm-hmm. um, other than you know the the person that's going to be listening to them help them solve that and so to do that you've got to build that level of trust and, and I think the way you do that uh, is is very well done um, in terms of your, you. your, <laughs> your your uh, your products and your materials and, and I think that's really nice and it's come from a, a place of love as well where you've uh, you thought about people's different price points and what they can afford and that actually mm. they can still get your help even though you're busy um, uh, or they can't quite afford you just yet um, so that's a nice way of looking at it so and I, and I think I think actually there's a lot of entrepreneurs they do feel that way so coming from that love angle then um, as an entrepreneur what drives you what, what gets you out of bed in the morning to kind of crack on with the day? Yeah, that's a really good question. And it isn't about what I do, it's why I do it, you know, so it's the why. Um, I genuinely believe that everybody has powerful and unique and wonderful resources within themselves. Um that they might not even know they have them. And, um, you know, because maybe they grew up in an environment that was damaging or, you know, that they didn't have motivational people around them, you know, cheerleading them along their life. They, They just didn't have that message. And so maybe they grow up with these kind of damaged views of themselves or, okay, might not have to be that, deep but it could also be just someone's got imposter syndrome you know think oh why me you know why why am I why why am I going to write a book about this because there are about I don't know 400 books about this already so why am I any different or why should I become a uh, whatever hairdresser because there are millions of hairdressers around so it's not about the thing, it's about why you do the thing. And that's how people connect to you because they always buy into your why, right? And they, if you can share why you do something, you will then share your passion about it. You will share your um, deep love of that thing. And, and that's what people buy into, I think. Um, you know, why do I go to get my... Um, you know, like, why do I go to get my product from over here when there's like three or four over here? It's because I've probably connected with that person because she smiled at me. It's as simple as that, you know? Mm. So if we're in a marketplace, I mean, I'm just hesitating because I don't remember going to a market for a long time, but <laughs> I remember, remember those days when we used to have like things that we did outside in the outside world. Well, I'm trying to remember one of those days. So I remember in Sirencester when I used to live there, there was this outdoor market and um, there were like a few little, like, you know, people had kind of made um, like stuff, like so it'd be like handmade products or soaps or, you know, like just picture frames or I don't know, just stuff. It was like a Christmas market. And I was just like walking around the market thinking, oh, I don't really want any of this stuff. Anyway, and all the market stall holders, one of them was like on their iPad, looking on their iPad and just like distracted. One of them was talking to their friend who was with them because they were together. And then one of them was standing on their own looking utterly bored. And then one of them was standing there going, would you like a free sample? 
you know mm. um do you want to smell this and and I was like oh yeah and she engaged with me she looked at me she said would you like to just try this free sample and then we had a little chat I didn't even want that stuff and I bought about three or four of them and you know and actually all of the four other people were doing very similar things right. oh it was a candle that was it it was candles and um, <laughs> do you want to smell these yeah aroma, like we've got aromatherapy candles and you know this woman was making a candle that woman was making kind of a beeswax thing and but yeah, it was the woman who asked, who just engaged me and looked at me and saw me that got my money, basically. So why why do you get out of bed in the morning? What What is it that you you get out of it? I, I feel that there are so many unseen and unheard people on this planet. And the more people I can see, I can hear, I can engage with um the better really that's what lifts me out of any dark space out of any feeling of um fear or oh, why should i be doing this you know it's it's the people that i connect with on a daily mm. basis that really charge my batteries mm. i get that 100 percent. Mm. and and i guess um you're feeding off that that people's uh, helping people, giving them love, giving them energy, seeing them grow like a yeah. mentor. Um, yeah. And and you get your pride from that as well, I can imagine. So I think that's really important. Um, and what a what a place of love as well, right? That you that that comes from. So whereas a lot of entrepreneurs they go, well, I, I want to just make money and I want to be financially secure um I don't care how that comes about but I mean that's not all entrepreneurs but I'm sure there's there's quite a few that are like that um and so it's quite refreshing to hear that you know there's a there's an uh, your angle to it and and you're giving a new lease of life to the word entrepreneur now we know the definition is (laughs) (laughs) but um let's talk about your expert topic and that's um how to hack the brain which i'm sure Mm -hmm. all the listeners are really um interested to hear what it is that that they can do to hack their brain but um we've kind of covered hypnotherapy in some sense is there anything um in terms of the definition is there anything you would like to add that to that definition of hypnotherapy and Mm. and kind of like the difference between hypnosis and and hypnotherapy yes so hypno and hypnotherapy are the same really but hypnosis as in on stage is that what you mean like entertainment purposes hypnosis is really meant for entertainment whereas hypnosis for therapy is meant for therapy so hypnosis basically I mean hypnos just comes from the Greek word meaning sleep Mm. and hypnosis is just a form of a sleep system now you go into this system every time you go to sleep at night and also in the daytime um, because you go into REM it's called REM rapid eye movement which is basically also known as as dreaming and trance so trance dreaming and REM are basically all the same 
brain state. Um, and we go into obviously dream at night. We also go into daydream in the day, you know, when you're kind of like a bit absent over there. And mm. that's your, that's you going into a daydream. And the reason why the brain has to do this every, you know, 10 minutes or so is because it's processing information, especially nowadays with all this information coming at us from all different angles, that's an overload of um, information, our brain has to kind of go into this kind of processing state where it's filing away, sorting through data, figuring things out, you know, it's it's kind of doing that all the time. And at night, we go into a massive REM state and that's where the brain is doing all of that basically defragging like a computer would and if it didn't do that at night you would wake up completely like you know like it like imagine you've got like a um um like a hard drive with like a very small amount of space on it and then you try to use it again the next day fill it all up again and then you try to use it the next day fill it all up again you know eventually computer says no right so um at night is basically creating more space so you can fill up the hard drive again so that's basically what hypnosis is doing um an act an active process of that the thing that we already do anyway Right, that's really interesting. And so, so people have heard the the word subconscious mind and and how it um, is where the habits are, or that's where they're stored, or that's what what happens in terms of uh, breaking habits is that we have to program our subconscious mind. Can you just give us an understanding of what the subconscious mind is? Yeah. So habits are. If you think about habit, if you're doing a habit, you don't really think about it. That's the point of a habit. It just mm. is a habit. You don't really have to engage with it. It just, you just do it automatically on autopilot, and that's coming from the subconscious. So if you think about, it's kind of got. We've got to have loads of habits because if we had to consciously think about everything we were doing at every moment of every minute of the day our brain would be exhausted you know if I we're sitting on the chair now if you have to think about okay how do we stand up let me just put my foot down and then my other foot down and let me just like engage my core you know you don't have to think about all mm. of this stuff you just stand up right um if you're driving a car you don't well unless you're a brand new learner driver then you really do have to think about it because it hasn't become um a habit yet but if you're doing things that you do a lot of the time you can't really think about them too much because it would just waste so much brain energy so that's why a lot of the time all of our things that we do on repeat become habitual and then they get coded into the subconscious mind as things that you just do um, and that that's why when you're trying to break a habit, it's really hard because you've got to kind of pull it out of your subconscious mind, whatever it is, and put it into your conscious mind. So you think about it. So as soon as you stop the habit, it becomes a choice. But that's a process in itself. You can't just take it out of your subconscious and plunk it into your conscious. It's more of an extraction process. Make that makes a lot of sense uh, the way you describe it and and to think about like even driving where you you, you drive and you go um, and you're, you're changing gears and you're, you're doing all the things that you normally do checking the mirrors and you don't think about that you're doing it and no. sometimes I've I've had a, a moment where I've done things where 
I haven't even remembered that I've done something. Yeah. Um, and it's because I've done it on autopilot or it's, it, it, it could be also that uh, for me, like when I'm reading a book, um, I'm reading. So I'm, I, my, my eyes are looking at this book, but I'm not thinking about what, what, what's actually the meaning behind that because I need the conscious mind to create the meaning mm. of words but my eyes are reading each word and saying each word um, in my mind but mm. I'm not creating any meaning from that and so that's that's really important to to understand that and that and so how does hypnotherapy break those habits what what does it do with some conscious that means that you can break them so there are two parts of hypnosis and hypnotherapy sessions, especially with our model, which is solution focused hypnotherapy. So the solution focused part is the coaching part where I will ask the right question. So that's your conscious mind speaking to me. You know, I'll ask you questions. You will consciously answer them. And then in the hypnosis part, that's when you get to lie down, you go into the trance state, which is REM. And that is where your subconscious is taking the conscious stuff that we've just spoken about and applying it into that part of the brain. So that's why you need the two together. And that's why I think solution-focused hypnotherapy is genius because um, traditional forms of hypnotherapy won't have the coaching part. They'll just be like, lie down, I will tell you that you think chocolate tastes like bleep <laughs> and then you will get better and you won't eat chocolate anymore. I think that's um, taking away somebody's power really because it's not helping them make a choice in the decision. It's saying, I'll do it for you, but that means you don't really have to do very much. And that doesn't last long because after a while the brain kind of catches up with that suggestion and goes well hang on this doesn't taste like bleep this is nice so I'll go back to it again so that regressional we call it regressional hypnotherapy or when the hypnotherapist sort of takes over and takes control that's where those sorts of um that's like a stage thing you know like oh well if you just act like an astronaut on stage and after a while, it wears off because it's not sensible for the brain to do that for the rest of its life, you know, because you know you're not an astronaut, right? So eventually it will kind of wear off in a way. Um, you'll snap out of it and it won't be a lasting effect. So the part of coaching where your subconscious is also listening, but your conscious is also active, then your subconscious takes on. So it's, much, it's kind of like a mutual agreement with your subconscious and conscious mind to kind of take on these suggestions because you're the one that wants them. So nobody can put any suggestions inside your mind unless you've asked for them or you agree to them and you've given permission for that to happen. So would you see hypnotherapy almost like a hack in comparison to normal therapy or do they share two different spaces i mean does does hypnotherapy mean you can get results quicker more effectively more efficiently than something like a normal therapy session yeah hypnotherapy is definitely a hack into maximizing your mind into focus productivity efficiency I mean, I use it every day without fail and I get a lot of bleep done in my day and I'm completely calm 
all the time. I've got two boys. I'm a single mum. I run a house. Everything's spotless. You know, I do everything in my business apart from the website and the accounts. But everything I do all the creative stuff. I do all the admin. I do all the management. You know, I do all the bookings and the scheduling and actually the work itself. I do all my posts. I write all my blogs. I make all my videos. I edit all my videos. I make all my audios. I edit all my audios. And I do it all with a massive smile on my face because I have hypnotherapy with myself every night. (laughs) So I've learned how to hack my brain and get the most out of it. Um, and you know, it's powerful stuff. It really is. It sounds, it sounds fantastic. So you've obviously piqued people's interest in, in terms of hypnotherapy and, and how they can do that. And we'll cover that after, but why is it so important for entrepreneurs? What is it about entrepreneurs? Cause I mean, knowing my life, you know, there's a lot of, uh, busyness, is a word mm-hmm. that I use a lot. You know, I'm busy <laughs> inside my my business, mm-hmm. busyness. Um, and that creates a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm working long hours um, and essentially, um, you know, it, it can be quite lonely in some respects because you, you're distancing yourselves from your friends and your family. Not so much an issue at the moment because of COVID. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot, a lot of uh, productive people at the moment, but then obviously mm. the opposite side where people are not necessarily um, getting the, the breaks that they need, that rest and that and relaxation. So maybe there, there isn't. But why, why do you think entrepreneurs need uh, hypnotherapy? As you say, there's a lot of loneliness in the world of being an entrepreneur or a self-employed um, person. You know, you might only see your own cat, you know, <laughs> every day. Um, so um, with that loneliness, that feeling of loneliness or aloneness can come feelings of, you know, maybe self-doubt, um, insecurity, um lack of motivations the demotivation which then you know the negative spiral will then continue into lack of focus and then negative self-talk uh then lack of sleep so all of this you know like you can see how it very quickly can can go from here to like all the way down right Mm. so actually if if you're able to support your own mind and think about the brain as the as the engine of the show right you know your brain is driving everything your thinking drives how you feel and how you feel drives how you behave whether you move forwards with something whether you retract and retreat away so either you are going with it or you're fearful and saying oh god no that's not for me um and then after you're behaving you're then experiencing right because whatever you behave you experience so your behavior really does um have a powerful impact on your impact on life Mm. so if you have agency of how you think and that's basically what hypnosis hacks (laughs) into your mind and helps you think properly think smartly think creatively you get into all sorts of different parts of your brain and I can get a bit technical if you want me to but I kind of know that you don't really want me to you know make it sound uh 
like a neuroscience no i'd love it i'm a scientist (laughs) myself so yeah go go get technical okay so we've got three parts of the brain that i really love to talk about so there's the reticular activating system which is a bundle of nerves at the back of the brain that's kind of like a filtration system so think of like up the fluffy end we call it law of attraction And at the scientific end, we call it reticular activating system. So law of attraction is based on intention, thinking about what you want and thinking about what you uh, want to see in your life, right? And actually that's setting a, a, like a filter to the back of your mind saying, well, I want to see, um, I'm buying a, I'm buying a car and I want to see white Teslas. And then suddenly when you're driving around, you'll just keep spotting white Teslas, not because suddenly there's a load of white Teslas around. It's just that you've set your and you've set your reticular activating system to filter out that for you and you'll notice it. And then there is another part of the brain called which is at the front, the left prefrontal cortex. That's the part of the brain that looks at the world in a big picture way, but also is able to imagine a potential scenario so it's kind of like your miracle picture you know what you want to achieve your big goal your vision your purpose your mission your goal whatever it is you call it so that's that part of the brain active and then there's the the little PA inside the brain on her desk my PA is a woman she's really efficient and she's got her lovely desk and she is the go between between the kind of emotional mind and the intellectual mind and she's called the anterior cingulate cortex hub (laughs) so it's easy to say (laughs) so what she does is she kind of filters between the noisy part of the brain and the very expanded quiet part of the brain and so when you've got all three of those systems working efficiently and that's what happens when you're in a trance state you can nail life, you know, that's the hack. And yeah, I mean, I really, that's what gets me out of bed in the morning because I know how powerful it is, but in a positive way and how you can really do some amazing things inside your brain. And of course the brain is a chemistry set, right? So it's constantly releasing chemicals. So the chemicals that we need to be on top of things, on fire, like above our you know, above our station, on our game, whatever we call it, all of this stuff, we need dopamine, we need serotonin, and we need oxytocin, but we need it finely balanced. Too much dopamine can mean that you're going into the egotistical part of your head where you are the best and you've got that God complex going on. Too much serotonin, oh my God, everyone's just lovely. I'm just going to be overly kind and I'm loved up. And then too much oxytocin, it's like you bond too quickly with people and um, too kind of maybe um, needy and clingy. So you've got to get all of those three just balanced right. Once they're balanced right, and that's what hypnotherapy does for the endocrine system, it gets the balance right for those three hormones or um, neurotransmitters, then everything else that comes from the stress part of the brain, which is adrenaline and cortisol and histamine, all begin to reduce. So you switch on the par- you switch on the sympathetic ner- uh, parasympathetic nervous system, which is the relaxed part of your brain. You switch off the sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight, flight, freeze. Amazing. You've taught me so much in that 
few minutes of um, describing of how the brain works in terms of uh, hypnotherapy and and how you can um, balance out the golden triangle of hormones. <laughs> I mean, that's that's that's. I'm not, not going to forget that definition, um, the golden triangle of, you know, dopamine, oxytocin and, and serotonin. So uh, very important. So I really appreciate that. So in terms of um, entrepreneurs, mm. do many entrepreneurs use hypnotherapy? Is it is it widely publicized that they, they use these tricks and hacks um, to get the most out of their performance? And if well, not, is there a resistance? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I can talk about the one entrepreneur I'm working with at the moment. Please do. <laughs> and that's you. <laughs> and, you know, you, I, I mean, it'll be, that's kind of you asking you that question, really, of what have you got out of it, really? So it's best coming from you. Uh, what have I got out of it? So for me, it's a feeling of knowingness that when I get up out of bed in the morning uh, I have a certainty to my direction I don't nice. let little thoughts get in the way um, I also don't feel so overwhelmed with stress mm. stresses from things that normally I could feel stress from the main thing for me is that, is that I pause and I take time to, to think about things rather than letting the emotion overwhelm me in terms of what what's happening at, at that current point in time mm. um and i'm 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 always from a scientific standpoint so everything i do i look at it from a logical side and when emotions get involved i then don't understand how to handle that because my logic is off like mm. i don't i don't know why I feel the way I do or, or how I feel the way I do. So for me, it's about building up that that fire um, in my belly to, to crack through the day, even when I don't want to, or even mm. when I don't feel like it's something um, that should be done or I'm just not that infused about. So for me, that's why I use hypnotherapy. Um, and I think hypnosis in general has always intrigued me. Um, mm. ever since watching people on stage like Darren Brown, mm -hmm. um, I, I find that's very interesting that the brain can be manipulated in that way. And I, I quite like the fact that, cause I'm a, I'm a big fan of hacks and mm. quick wins, hence why we're on the podcast, quick win <laughs> CEO. So, uh, I think that's really important for me that I feel like I'm getting the most, uh, value out of my time um, to to kind of take a problem and solve it in as quickly quicker quick as way as possible that, that you can do so that that's why for me that's what what I get value from it um, but do you feel like there's a, a resistance out there to 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 talking about hypnotherapy do you feel like I just no I don't think there's a resistance I think there's just un. it's not it's not widely commonly known of yet it's okay. an it's um it's like, no, there is an education out there and um, so you know the education you will have got like you just said was stage show you know and it'd be interesting to tell you 
how that works as well but mm, also before see. I do that I want to just go back to what you just said about your emotions so you're very logical but then you've got these emotions and sometimes you didn't know what to do with the emotions but what it sounds like hypnotherapy has helped you do is turn your emotions into fuel you know so you've not thought oh I don't really want this emotion I'm just going to go and shove it over there and hopefully it won't come and get me you've actually gone no I'm going to use this and I'm going to convert it and I'm going to utilize it and help me move forward with it you know and that's that's really powerful mm. you know and mm. that's how you can turn things like you know um I don't know like anger into uh real you can channel it really really well and you know set up some kind of like march about something because you're angry about something you know so you create awareness with that anger so you know emotions can be really turned around in a positive way and that's really what we want to be doing with all of our emotions rather than allowing our emotions to hack us <laughs> and that's often what happens isn't it we get hacked by our own emotional mind I want to come back to the point of why there's a lack of education out there in terms of hypnotherapy. Why do you think that is? Um, I think it's something that people have to try for themselves in sure. order to experience it and understand it. Um, and then they have to get over the belief system that they're not in control, that someone else is in control of their mind and God knows what's gonna happen. Um, so then it comes back, circles back to the whole point that we were making earlier about rapport and trust. So usually people will come to me and say, oh, I've had hypnotherapy before, it hasn't worked. Um, so I'm not really sure why I'm here. Um, and then I say to them, well, why are you here? <laughs> because if it hasn't worked, you know, what's brought you to me? And they said, oh, well, my sister recommended you. So there is already a little nugget of um, referral, which is a trustworthy source of referral. So then they're like, okay, well, I trust my sister. So my sister wouldn't say this to me if I if um, she didn't think it was good for me. So then, then at that point, it's up to me to maintain that trust and maintain that rapport. And in fact, not just maintain it, amplify it. Um, and that's probably where my skill lies. You know, I've never not been able to hypnotize anybody yet. Mm. And I've been okay. doing this for nearly 10 years. Um, even the most skeptical people, I will still know exactly what to say. And at some points, I have even sacked some of my clients, you know, so I'm happy to do that because I'm not here to prove anything. I'm not here to give everyone evidence. I know what it does. I know how good it is, you know, and actually, if someone doesn't hear that passion in my voice or in my energy, then they're not the right fit for me either. Right. So. Okay. I don't want to work with anyone who isn't the right fit for me. And that wouldn't be fair on them or me. So. But let's quickly go back to what's the difference between the stage show and yes. why why does that work? Because um, otherwise we might forget and people might be thinking, oh, I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Although I just have to put a caveat in, it might burst your bubble. So if you don't really want to have that bubble burst, stop listening now because <laughs> it's kind of like get the magician giving away his trick, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, basically, they do loads and loads and loads of suggestibility tests before people sit down in their chairs. 
they'll do random things like it, I mean it will start way before the actual uh, event it will start with how they make the purchase of the tickets what time they did it you know there'll just be loads of of stuff going on in the background where they go first do they get ice cream first do they queue up here do they when they're told to queue up over here and go up this staircase will they go up this staircase or will they just go with the flow because they don't need to be told what to do so there's loads and loads and loads of funneling going on before and then there'll be a situation where they get guided to over here there isn't a seat um, system by the way there's no people don't have tickets to a seat mm. so this is what happens they get guided over there and it would just be like these people who follow the sheep the sheeple basically go over here and the people who just go and do their own thing kind of go over here then there'll be real sheeple like proper proper sheep sheep sheeple and they're called in in a <laughs> technical terms not sheeple terms they're called sonambulists a sonambulist type of personality will literally you say jump they say how high you know they want to find those people and there's uh 10% 10 between 10 and 20% of the population are sonambulists so if you've got a crowd of 200 people 10 to 20 of them will be sonambulists but you know you only need five or six on the stage right so then you'll find all the sonambulists you'll put them all in rows b to c over here the hypnotist on the stage will know this is my sonambulist square so he will pick from there and he Amazing. yeah and that's how it's done it's not it looks random it's really not random so there's a there's a system and a science to it yeah that's what i love that's yeah. what i want to hear i want to hear that <laughs> that that uh that you know they are almost manipulated i think that's a really bad word to use but i would say they're heavily um, influenced, influenced heavily heavily influenced. okay that's yeah. a good one yeah i mean for me um i've seen where they would put pictures on on posters or on the walls when they come in or the colors they use mm. or um i think darren brown goes into some details of how he does it but you've gone into a whole new thing which i i, I haven't even heard of so that's that's amazing sonambulist ambulists is mm. it yes mm, I guess so, right so i'm gonna um i'm gonna google that after this podcast <laughs> and i'm gonna have a good read um but in terms of how entrepreneurs can get started with programming their mind um yeah. what would you recommend uh they get started how how, how would they go about doing this I think it would be quite a fun way to start with, you know, just trying an audio even like there's one that I've got that's really fun. And that is, I reckon would appeal to the entrepreneur market. And it's called, a, I think I've given you this one. Is it the attract abundance one? Did you try mm, that one? I have. And um, yeah, do you feel like that one's quite a good entry point for someone to just see what it's all mm. about? Well, it will take it. It will take them off guard. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, is that a good thing? <laughs> I think so. Well, I think you've got to break down a some pattern. barriers. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a pattern interruption, and also, 
um, you know, like, for example, when people come for sessions with me, we don't have the session one where they lie down and do all of that because that's not going to work. They have to meet me. I have to explain it properly. We have to establish some kind of system of rapport and trust mm. and then they go off and listen to my audio so they're doing all of that work in the background and then when they get to session two it's almost like their brain goes oh yeah okay we're here again and I start talking because they've heard my voice over the week their brain's going oh yeah okay we're doing this again off we go and then every time you go into that session so week three week four week five your brain goes, oh, yeah, I'm doing this again. Oh, yeah, I do this. Oh, I can do this. Oh, I do this easily. Oh, I'm there already. You know, so it's this lovely um, transition from I didn't know how to do this and now I'm an expert. Mm. <laughs> and that's, you know, it's fascinating. Okay. And, and so beyond the tape, what else would you recommend people, entrepreneurs do to, to kind of hack their minds? So thinking about your thoughts really and recognizing that you are the thinker of your thoughts so once you know that it's quite a simple um mantra really i am thinking this thought right now and if i want to if you know ask yourself is this thought useful am i liking this thought and if it's something that is useful, fine, carry on thinking it. If mm. it's not, then saying, well, can I change it? And then there'll be a part of your brain saying, well, no, I want to wallow or I want to stay in this place or whatever it is. And then there'll be another part going, well, no, I don't really. So really focus on the part that doesn't want to be in that state and then ask that part of the brain. It's like having a bit of a dialogue inside your own mind. Ask mm. that part of your brain, what would be a better feeling thought, you know? And then maybe change the thought a little bit or change the language around the thought. I mean, it's like coding. It's, you know, our brain is a programmable device, right? And so if we've got a little bit of bad code in there, all sorts of things can go wrong. So it's just finding a good programmer for your mind you know and that's what hypnotherapy does for you it reprograms your mind with better code so you know mm. you're more efficient you're more focused you're faster thinking you're able to get stuff done but you're happy and you're not yeah you, okay you might have stress in your life but it doesn't convert into anxiety it gets mm. converted into fuel and fire in your belly like you said makes makes a lot of sense so Let's talk about your top three quick wins for, for programming the mind. What's what's the biggest hacks that you can recommend that gives you the biggest results with minimal effort? So the biggest results with minimal effort is understanding that you are in control of your mind, that nobody out there controls you. And actually, it's like having an antivirus software <laughs> installed inside your mind, really. And imagine that you are, are installing that type of software in. So any any kind of, um, you know, I don't want to use the word virus because we know what that means like, <laughs> in this sort of day and age. But, you know, any um, infiltration you've got agency over and mm. you've decided no I'm not going to have that happen to me so imagine that you've got this antivirus software in your head that's one hack 
and then see what changes. Um, maybe the second one is really sleep. Sleep is number one priority. If you're not sleeping properly, you're not emptying your stress bucket in your mind. You're not clearing your cash. You know, you're waking up in the morning with a really full up, you know, your storage is still full up and then you try to add more and it's like, you know, of course you're going to get a computer says no by the end of the week or even by the end of the day. So make sure you're sleeping properly. And if you don't know how to do that, you know, talk to someone who can help with that. So sleep is a massive brain hack. Um, and I think thinking about language, you know, like computer programming language has its own language. Other languages from other countries have their own language. And we have also got a, a brain language, as in self-talk. You know, what do we tell ourselves? What language do we use about ourselves? What is that conversation that's happening all day, every day inside our mind? How can we listen to that language and help ourselves with it? So turning negative language into positive language or you know, I can't do this to what if I can, you know, let's see, let's try. And it's just turning the problematic language into solution focused language. That's amazing quick wins. Uh, I think people are going to get a lot of value from those. So um, thank you for sharing those Dipti. So if people are going to learn more about hypnotherapy, um, what resources are available? And where can you find them? Loads and loads. But I mean, I would suggest look at solution focused hypnotherapy, because that's where you've blended the coaching with the therapy, um, with the hypnosis. Um, so I would always look for information around solution focused hypnotherapy. And as I said, I've got loads of information on my website, as well as on my YouTube channel, um, which is Dipti the hypnotherapist. There's loads of info there. And my YouTube channel, um, not my YouTube channel, my blog, as well and that's on my website which is my name diptytate.com i was going to say and how how can people get hold of you if they want to contact you but obviously there's youtube yeah. and there's your website where else can they go um yeah i think you just put dipty and hypnotherapy into google now and i think i come up <laughs> so, that's quite good yeah. <laughs> So, and social yeah. media anywhere on social media are you i'm dipnotherapy on twitter and instagram and i'm on clubhouse so awesome. yeah you can find me on clubhouse too um uh, dipnotherapy there as well <laughs> well thank you for your time dipti i really appreciate this and i think people are going to get a lot of value um from learning about hypnotherapy and like you said it's, it's very much an education piece of where uh, you need to get out there and tell people that this this exists and mental health has really come to the fore, especially since COVID nineteen. Yeah. So um, this was cl close to my heart to 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 do this podcast with you, um, so I could do my bit and and help other entrepreneurs deal with their um, mental health. So and that's really really lovely, and you know that a lot of people are lonely not just you know not just uh, entrepreneurs are lonely people aren't they because they do things on their own a lot of the time and it's just about thinking about you are not alone you know there's always someone to talk to out there and that's really nice to know even if you don't take it up on it you know that there is someone there and that's always quite reassuring isn't it mm.
Definitely. Thank you, Tipti. Thank you so much, Chris. What a powerful episode. And one of the most important ones I've done. If this helps just one person, that's a job well done for me. But I really like the science angle too and how your brain gets out of balance, including that iconic golden triangle of hormones. But Dipti Tate's quick wins are quick win number one, understanding you're in control of your own mind and no one out there controls you. Quick win number two, sleep. Make sure you're sleeping properly. And if you can't, get someone to tell you how. Quick win number three, Talk to yourself with kindness and turn that negative language into positive language. Please share these quick wins with your network. You never know how it might impact someone's life. But what was your favorite bit of the show? Well, you can tell me on Clubhouse Live because we've created a room called Quick Winners. So make sure you give me a Clubhouse follow to know when I'm live. But you can also tell me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube, where you can find me with at Hair Digital. And remember, there are several other podcasts available to listen in this podcast, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And while you're there, I'd be so grateful if you could subscribe and write a review. But until next time, I'm your Quick Win CEO, signing out.